Welcome back! Apologies for the lack of episodes. I had to take a brief hiatus to finish up my last class for my master's program. Woo! Last class! And all that's left for me now is to finish up my capstone project and walk across the stage. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. How are y'all doing? I hope you're all doing well. You look lovely today. I appreciate you tuning in to listen to me talk about sustainability. And as you've probably already gathered from the title, we will be talking about greenwashing today. If you've never heard of this, no worries. I'll provide in-depth definitions and examples, but it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. And with that, let's get started. the CEO or marketing executive of a company, you might be wondering how today's topic impacts you at all. I mean, it's just a marketing thing, right? Well, with a majority of nations operating under a capitalist or mixed market economy, it is important to understand what's going on behind the scenes that influences us as consumers and how we, as consumers, affect market trends. Every product, Every marketing material, every business decision is carefully crafted to get you and me to buy. Because, at the bottom line, businesses are driven by profit, and usually profit alone. This motivation source leads corporations to invest heavily in market research so they can learn what you and I like, what we value, and figure out how to persuade us to buy their product or service. So, yes, greenwashing is mostly a marketing ploy used usually unintentionally, to get us to buy, but the impact this has on our understanding and efforts regarding sustainability are harmful. But how did this all begin? To start, the term greenwashing was coined in 1986 by environmentalist Jay Westerveld in a critical essay that he wrote inspired by the Save the Towel movement in hotels, which is still kind of going on in its own variation. The purpose of that movement was to save water, but in actuality, it had very little environmental impact beyond just saving hotels money in laundry costs. But what does this term even mean? In its simplest terms, greenwashing is when a company frames their product or products as being good for the environment or using popular buzzwords like fresh, organic, natural, etc., when there is just absolutely no credible backing to that claim. Think of it like catfishing, (laughs) but instead of an online person that you tragically fell in love with, it's your natural all-purpose cleaner that you thought was greener and cleaner than what you were using previously. Sounds like a really captivating episode where Neve and Max will come in and expose our all-natural cleaners. That was stupid. I'm sorry. (laughs) And so, anyway... And so what if your product catfishes you? You'll just switch back to the old products that you were using before and chalk this experience up as a loss before moving on. No big deal. And that is exactly why it is so harmful. 
because by businesses engaging in the practice of greenwashing, it irreparably damages the trust that consumers have with actually sustainable products and companies. To tie in another metaphor, as I'm prone to do, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Once you've been burned by false advertising on a product, you are considerably less likely to venture out of your established comfort zone, shrinking the market even more for actual sustainable products. And this inevitably puts a halt to the growth of a more sustainable marketplace, and not necessarily at the fault of the consumer. Because even though you and I, as consumers, can and should be very aware of what's in the goods that we buy or where they come from and or how they were produced, it is the business's responsibility to provide clear and concise information that is truthful and accurate to assist you in making your purchasing decision. And as Uncle Ben said, with great power comes great responsibility. And it is all too often that businesses have used their informative power to greenwash their goods and services that then mislead their customers, a.k.a. us. But why? Why is greenwashing such a powerful tactic? According to Greenprint's 2021 Business of Sustainability Index, 64% of Gen Xers and 75% of Millennials would spend more money on a product if it were the more sustainable option or if it came from a sustainable company and that majority of consumers is the target of greenwashing because even though there is interest in supporting sustainable products three out of four american consumers don't know how to identify real sustainable products versus the ones that are being greenwashed and like i mentioned before Greenwashing damages the trust and confidence that consumers have for businesses and their products, and more than half of Americans, 53% to be exact, no longer believe sustainability claims from companies. And this might not seem like a big deal initially, but the big picture impact is what is concerning, because when one company disrupts the trust and confidence a consumer has in purchasing a sustainable product, that consumer falls into the 53% and will be less likely to purchase actual sustainable products from genuinely sustainable companies. This mars the market, slows the growth of sustainable practices being widely adopted, and overall just like really screws our progress forward when it comes to becoming a more sustainable nation. Okay, so we know why greenwashing is bad. But how are we supposed to recognize when it's happening? Let's take a look at some companies and products that have used greenwashing to see what sort of tactics they used to dupe us. Volkswagen. I'm sure at least a few of you are familiar with the scandal that Volkswagen experienced a few years ago. I believe it was 2015, uh, to be exact. But as a recap, they were cheating emissions tests by equipping their vehicles with the software that could detect when it was undergoing an emissions testing and, in turn, altered the performance to reduce the emissions levels, all while claiming that it had low emissions features through their marketing campaigns. In reality, however, these engines were emitting up to 40 times the allowed limit for nitrogen oxide pollutants. And this is just a, a case of just straight-up malicious greenwashing, since Volkswagen lied directly to its consumers and it tricked third-party auditors. And this type of greenwashing is unique, but can't be 
caught via consumer diligence, unfortunately. The best action to take in cases like this are to hold the companies accountable and decision makers responsible, whether that be via boycotting the company's products, calling for resignation of those decision makers, educating your social circle about the event, etc., etc. And this in particular was especially harmful because for a lot of Americans, uh, speaking solely from the American consumer point of view, we trust third-party auditors to be correct and to give us the information that we need to make a non-biased decision when it comes to purchasing goods. Because of course, like Volkswagen can say all day long what their products do, but to have a third-party auditor then put their stamp of approval on it, it gives a lot of um, confidence to the consumer that the decision that they're making is actually correct in terms of what they're assuming uh, the product is like. So for Volkswagen to go and actually trick a third-party auditor is super harmful to how consumers then trust even third-party auditors moving forward. So this was a very malicious case of greenwashing that was actually very detrimental and could be seen uh, as such. But even outside of that, Coca-Cola. Coke began marketing that their sugar was natural in its products in an attempt to pull in more health-conscious consumers when, in reality, nothing had changed about their drink formulas or sourcing methods. Tyson. They started to market their chickens as being antibiotic-free when, like Coke, nothing had changed about how they were raising or treating their chickens. Nestle. This giant made claims that it would make all of its plastic its packaging 100% recyclable or reusable by 2025, which is a great claim. But it was not accompanied by any milestone goals, specific timelines, or methods to reach this goal. And since this claim, there, has, there haven't been many, if any, progress updates on this quote-unquote goal. And this might seem like, okay, how is this greenwashing? But it's greenwashing because Nestle is just saying something. It's just saying that's going to be greener. So then you as a consumer are like, great, this company is becoming greener. I feel more confident supporting them as I continue to try to model my purchases to be more environmentally or socially friendly. When in reality, they're just saying that, but not actually backing up their words with any action. So... And the last three of these were relatively similar, and they all exist in the same consumer space. But companies that make greenwash claims are counting on us as consumers to not do in-depth research to make into their products or claims. And we shouldn't have to do that in an ideal world. But for the time being, the best way to combat greenwashing is to research and recognize genuine seals of legitimacy. When a product looks too good to be true, probably is. And I encourage you as a consumer to empower yourself with information. You know, go home, look up the company selling this suspicious product that you found on the shelf and see if they have any sustainability information and resources on their site at all. The more information and data that they willingly provide, the better. And as for labels and seals, Good ones to look out for when looking for sustainable products and companies include Certified B Corporation, Fair Trade Certified, Vegan Action or Certified Vegan, um, FSC, Cruelty Free International, USDA Organic, 
non-GMO project, regenerative organic certified, made safe, 1% for the planet, and many, many more. But I'm just going to stop there for now because it's genuinely like a long list. But I'll be sure to do a comprehensive episode covering what all of these labels are in the near future. And that about wraps it up for the introduction to greenwashing. I know this is a shorter episode and what I talked about is in no way even remotely exhaustive of this topic and there are a plethora of nuances that have yet to be covered as well as dozens of more examples to be shared and I mean like I said last episode the toughest part about creating episodes for this podcast is that there is so much information and so many nuances yet so little time And at this point, it would be counterproductive of me to just huck information at y'all without first establishing a good base. So I hope that with all that we covered today, you'll feel empowered to make purchasing decisions based off of legitimate seals and information that you gathered from your own research. Because every small change that you make is impactful. Don't forget, you are a speck of dust, but there are many, many specks of dust (laughs) in this world. And again... I'm a regular person trying my best, and I would love to hear any feedback that you have regarding opinions or topics, and would love to hear any ideas or suggestions that you have for future episodes. And with that, thanks for listening. I'll see y'all soon. Stay rad.